0: We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess journey with me as we uncover all things living self actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. You, you. Quick you. question for you all Have you ever heard of breath twerk? You heard that right. Breath work. (laughs) This is a brand new modality created by my sister friend, Sarah Lane. Now I've had Sarah on the show before, so she's no stranger to the She's a God podcast. Her first episode was episode 39, where we dove in deep all about divine feminine embodiment and what that really means. This topic is near and dear to Sarah and myself as well, because we both work in these energies of the Divine Feminine. Sarah is a somatic awakening mentor and a breath work guide. She helps women to heal trauma, strengthen their spiritual quent Uh, connection through breath movement, energy work, and inner child healing. She is the keeper of ancient womb wisdom codes. Sarah is so passionate about educating and inspiring women to connect with their sacred bodies and to reclaim their sexual energy as their own. She does this through womb reiki healing and embodiment practices such as breath twerk, yoni steaming, all of the things. She ultimately helps women to clear womb trauma while accessing her truth through her intuitive womb space. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Sarah Lane. Awesome. So hello everyone and welcome to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I'm the host of this show and a human design reader. So as you've already heard in the intro, To this episode, we have a repeat guest for only the second time ever on the show, Sarah Lane, who is a wonderful, beautiful human being who I met on a retreat uh, quite a while back, and we sort of stayed connected throughout time, and she's really doing amazing work online, and today we are diving into this new energy that she's sort of bringing about and working with women in a very new way. Now, I want to reference right away before we get into the episode episode that if you did not hear her first episode you can tune into that episode episode 39 in which we talk in depth about divine feminine embodiment uh, so it's literally called divine feminine embodiment with Sarah Lane so you can be sure to check that episode if you want to go deeper into some of the work that she does but this episode is about breath twerk. and we're gonna get all into that so Sarah thank you so much for coming Coming back on and spending more time with us.
1: Thank you, Jen. It's such an honor to be back and especially to be connecting with you and your listeners for a second time where we get to go in even deeper and juicier this time.
0: Yes, it's so good. You're so like cool and like so fun to watch online. (laughs) Like I love going to her. If you don't follow her on Instagram, check her out. At I am dot Sarah Lane. Check her out there. She's so fun to watch. So many cool um, videos that she posts, and just different energies around different awarenesses that are really fun to follow and and absorb and take in. So, Sarah, I've, if for people who haven't heard you on the on episode thirty nine, if you could just introduce yourself and, and kind of let us know how did you get onto this journey? How did you begin doing this?
1: Oh, thank you, Jen. It's it's so nice to connect with you online as well and and see all of the incredible women's empowerment messages that you're sharing with your audiences. So I guess a little background about me, I grew up in Maryland in a pretty conservative environment, conservative family and and household, and grew up Christian, was baptized Christian. And so growing up in that environment, I always felt like kind of the black sheep, which I've now rebranded to Rainbow Unicorn is the new black sheep. (laughs) or rainbow goat. <laughs> so I've, I I felt like, oh, wow, I, I'm different. I don't fully belong. A lot of the teachings, a lot of the beliefs that I grew up with um, just didn't really resonate with me. And I didn't realize that until I started to really explore my upbringing and explore my own personal beliefs. And especially around Christianity and some of the beliefs around sexuality, um, you know, I I'm bisexual. And growing up, I wasn't allowed to express the part of me that loves and appreciates women in the female body. Although I had young experiences of experimenting with girls from a young age, I always felt like I had to hide that. And I felt like there was a lot of shame around my sexuality and being able to express myself as an erotic being, as a sexual creature. Because we're taught to believe that it's dangerous to be sexual. It's dangerous to show your skin, especially with rape culture that that blames women and blames our expression of sexuality and says, okay, well, she was wearing that. She was asking for it. She shouldn't have worn that high skirt. And so we've been taught to suppress our sexuality and our erotic nature and that was certainly a part of my upbringing as well where I was either directly or indirectly told don't wear that you'll get unwanted attention don't move your body that way you're gonna get unwanted attention and so throughout this upbringing I learned that it wasn't safe to be a woman I wasn't safe in the world And it especially wasn't safe to be a sexual, powerful, erotic woman. Of course not. And I knew that that would ruffle a lot of feathers. And so, but now that I've reconnected with these parts of myself and reclaim them, I'm learning how safe it is to be in this body and how safe it is to express my sexuality and that it's actually an integral part of claiming my individuality and my authenticity to be able to say, yeah, I am a sexual creature. That's a part of my nature. And without it, I wouldn't feel fully myself and I wouldn't feel powerful. I wouldn't feel at home in my body if I'm continuing to disengage and suppress those parts of me. Mm,
0: There's so much that you said there, oh my God, that I could get into. And so I have to like be choosy right now because I already know so many people can deeply relate to being, you know, indoctrinated might sound like an intense word, but being brought up in like certain environments that are restricting to sexuality and typically those environments are from religious are masked and cloaked in like religious energy um that have you will have you believe that um it is a bad thing to be sexual or to be sexual in nature and us uh, me personally many people know who listen to this podcast i grew up in a very Pentecostal Christian sort of um life. And while I had great parents um who were very loving and kind and providing they it was also very, very strict. And there was very strong rules around sexuality and being a sexual being and expressing ourselves in a sexual way and having so much judgment even around, you know, how we would dress or move or the friends that we were around if any of our friends were like gay or lesbian or anything like that. There was so much heaviness there. And uh, I feel like those those old, energetic, lower vibrational ley lines are breaking down and people are like, okay, this is like not okay anymore. And I don't believe this. And this isn't what my body feels, um, on the inside. So I'd love to know how, how did you even get to doing, um, the, the whole breath twerk thing is super fascinating to me. And I would just love to know how you got there. I mean, from this very strict upbringing to having this more open sexuality with. Exploring, and you mentioned you're a bisexual, and eventually, you know, through your spirituality, expressing your sexual freedom through this beautiful modality that you created called breath twerk. How did you get there?
1: I struggled with amenorrhea, which is absence of period. So, not having a, a regular or a period at all. I struggled with amenorrhea for many, many years, mostly due to being on birth control and through that experience once i went off of birth control i read a lot of books and started educating myself about how to get my period back and how to regulate it and so really it was it was a physical healing journey that led me toward the non-physical because they're really so interconnected right when we heal something on a physical level we're also healing on an emotional and energetic and Spiritual level as well. So when I started reading books by Elisa uh, Vidi, for example, she's an incredible leader in cycle syncing and teaches about how to eat and exercise and live your life in a way that's in alignment with your cycle. And I started learning about the infradian rhythm, this twenty-eight to thirty-some day cycle that women have around our periods, and started really connecting with my yoni, which is a Sanskrit word that means sacred portal. And it's another word for pussy, vagina. Are we allowed to say that on this podcast? (laughs) Awesome. So when I started connecting with my yoni and meditating and really descending into the womb portal, connecting with the deepest, darkest parts of me through meditation and breath work and working with womb healers Yoni steaming and really allowing these feminine practices to open me up to a new world of sexuality and a new world of who I really am at my core. I had been on a spiritual journey for several several years before this, meditation and yoga um, and Reiki and learning about the chakras. but I always felt like something was missing and I was like, what is I, I'm missing something like I'm doing all these things. And something is not clicking. I don't feel at home in my body still. I I don't feel like I'm living my purpose. What's going on? And once I finally cracked the code on womb healing work, that was when I really connected deeply with myself and my truth and what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be. And so I think God. I think this body, I think life for giving me the the challenge and the initiation of not having a period for so many years. Even though it was challenging, I felt very disconnected from my womanhood. I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like what's why me? What's wrong with my body? Why aren't I bleeding? All these women talk about having periods and bleeding, and I'm over here feeling like I'm dried up and lifeless and energy isn't flowing through my body and i definitely judged my experience and i want anyone who's listening to know that if that's you if you're not bleeding right now you there's nothing wrong with you you are still a life-giving fertile woman no matter if you bleed or not and there's always a way to heal like th- everything is healable and during that journey when i was healing my period i realized that one of the biggest issues personally but I also think collectively is that we're so disconnected from our womb spaces and we're so disconnected from our yonis because we're not taught how to interact with her in a healthy way we're taught that our pleasure is meant for someone else specifically a man <laughs> we're taught that our periods are dirty and gross and need to be hidden I mean even even thinking about like, Tampons. God forbid someone sees you carrying a tampon to the bathroom. It's something that you have to hide in your pocket and make sure nobody sees it and make sure no one knows that you're bleeding when really it is such a holy sacrament of of life itself. And the fact that we get to shed and go through this natural process of release and letting go of stagnant energy and emotion that gets stored in the body and the womb space over time, our bodies just know naturally how to do that every month.
0: I can relate to so much of what you're saying, like the shame that comes with bleeding and sexuality and all of it is so profound. And I was just kind of like cracking up because like, like in my head, I was like laughing, thinking about like the, cause you were talking about hide your tampon or hide your pad. I remember being in- Middle school and like tr- opening my pad and trying to be like very quiet, like in the stall, like, Oh my God. Like, I hope nobody hears me opening this because like my mom only never allowed us to use tampons. You know, when, once I got like much older, like I, I started doing it like in my, like, and, and she was actually right for that one. Cause like, Holy shit. But, um, that's another topic, but yes, um, all of the shame that comes with every single aspect of being a woman and having a Yoni and <clears throat> it, it. Also, the deeper understanding that we are here to experience pleasure. Like, that was, like, it is so much of my 20s, especially, my early 20s, was all about making sure he was satisfied. Even a lot of the songs around that time, you know, I remember... So many songs like, um, you know, at the time, I'm going to date myself, but it was like, you know, Destiny Child and like all these songs, like and it is all about pleasing the man, you know, nothing ever was about like you being pleased. So there was so much there that I think as women, we've had to break down so much programming in our on our consciousness, our womb consciousness, um, in order to feel free.
1: Thank you for sharing that. I can totally relate to needing to hide the the sound of the wrapper op- opening up, even though you're in an all girls restroom. And we all have it, but it's it, it's just a program, and we are dismantling that right now. And it's practices like breath work that help to literally dismantle and reprogram and rewrite the patriarchal programming that says it's unsafe and dirty and gross to be in a female body and bleed and be this sexual vivacious creature that we are. I mean, if we think about the way that a woman's body was designed, we have a clitoris, which is literally just designed for pleasure. There's no actual utility function for a clitoris required for reproduction. The only function is pleasure to make it feel good.
0: (laughs) I know and it's like why is it so fucking hard for like guys to I I mean like thankfully like I it takes a while okay for many girls to have their first orgasm All right, like it's like years sometimes I mean you're lucky if you like within the first few guys like fine or women fine I'm sure much easier with women but like with guys it's like they don't know what to do I feel bad sometimes I used to feel bad for guys like in my 20s I'd be like oh my god like I have to tell them everything like what is happening but it's just it's crazy like how they don't know like they're like this is so powerful, like to have a access point where it's like so many different ways to pleasure. And it's like clueless.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of women don't know either. Like we don't even know our own bodies. I wasn't, I wasn't aware even that we had these different phases in our cycles, like the luteal phase, the follicular phase, ovulation phase. I learned that in my maybe mid 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 20s. And I think even some women listening now are like, what is that? Because we aren't taught the full story in sex ed, we get the very minimal education needed. And we're at such a young age that we can't even really like fully digest what we're learning. And so sex education, I think, is a lifelong learning process. And there's still a lot of research that needs to happen specifically around female bodies. And we're, we're all still learning and discovering. And I think one of the best ways to learn is to actually just get really comfortable in your own body, like taking a mirror down to your pussy and looking at what's happening there without judgment and not needing it to look a type of way, but just exploring for the sake of exploring. When I was first having my sexual awakenings, I would spread eagle in front of a mirror on the floor and just look and just gaze and put on that like childlike sense of wonder again, as if I were a five-year-old discovering my body for the first time and saying, okay, oh, what's this little flap and fold? And there's hair over here, but not over here. And oh, what can I get curious about? And just discovering ourselves in a new way really creates a new relationship where we learn that. Our bodies are beautiful and we get to celebrate them and celebrate how freaking powerful we are
0: there's oh my gosh yeah I mean there's so much shame around that like just I remember the first time I ever like looked down there I was a little girl and I saw it in a movie like there was a girl who did it in the movie like grabbed a mirror and looked down there and I was like oh I never did that before and I remember when I first seen myself I was like okay there's no way that could be right I'm like something's gotta be wrong with me you know because it's just I had no idea like I was like I didn't know what to I couldn't even talk to, I definitely couldn't talk to my mom or I wouldn't, I was too embarrassed to talk to my sister about it, you know, and it wasn't until much later, you know, where I don't know, I might have saw like porn or something. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, but I, I how, how sad is that? I went decades, you know, before I was like, that can't be right. I, I really thought that just because nobody told me it was normal. And then also you brought up sex education in school, I have not thought about sex education in school since, I don't know, since I was a kid. And wow, like talk about how old, the way that they teach that to kids, I'm sure is still the same. And it's so old and it's so not right. And I really am calling in right now, like a divine feminine energy to rewrite that entire programming of school sex education to empower young girls in a way that makes them realize that they are so powerful in what they are what they have in their womb in their sacred womb space so talk to me about why breath twerk is so important yeah
1: i i would love to just define breath twerk because i think people might be listening and like what is breath twerk um so breath twerk is a liberating breathwork and dance experience. It's designed to uncage your wild woman essence, awaken your sexual sovereignty, and transmute dense emotions in a safe trauma-informed container. So it's a somatic healing journey that begins with a guided three-part conscious connected breathwork. And that first portion of the practice is really to help you get out of your head and into your body. Because if we just start dancing, we're going to be in our heads, we're going to be thinking about to-do lists, we're going to be thinking about like how our body's moving and how it looks. But with the breath work, it takes us into the body. And if you've ever practiced conscious connected breath work or a very intense breathing practice, you might have experienced that you know, we're turning down certain portions of the brain that are turning down the judgmental um, part of our brain to allow the more intuitive part to come forward. So we're turning down that critical part, the monkey mind, and we're turning on the intuitive, creative part that's connected to source, connected to all that is. And so this is allowing us to get deeper into the soma, into the body. And we access the intelligence that lives in our bodies. It activates this non-ordinary state of consciousness, similar to what you might experience in a plant medicine ceremony or in really, really deep states of meditation. And that can help shift our consciousness so that we get a new perspective on a particular issue that we might be facing or... A new idea for a creative project comes through, or we process a traumatic memory in a new way, and we start to see. Plus, we're releasing and processing emotions that science is now proving get literally stuck in our bodies. So, we're, we're releasing those issues in our tissues, such as anxiety and grief and anger and sadness and loneliness. A lot of these are connected to the lower chakras specifically. So, that's why we focus on the lower chakras in the breath twerk practice. So I shared about breath work, but the twerking part is really what makes this practice so special and unique because as we're shaking up the lower chakras, as we're shaking and twerking and moving and dancing, we are creating and we're dismantling and shaking out trauma in the lower chakras. So for example, if I'll just share my experience, when I started moving my body and twerking and, and really allowing myself to express my sexuality, I would get what my friend, my friend, Sarah Folsom, she teaches a similar modality called shake rising. She's incredible. Um, she calls it the twerk cry. And it is, this twerk is so powerful because. You, start, you can start crying just by feeling your own power come online. By feeling the grief of not ever having that experience or feeling your own power, there's grief that comes with that. It's hard to explain, but when you feel this intensity rising, the kundalini rising up your spine, it's intense and tears can come. And you might feel the shame leaving your body The shame of never being able to express this part of yourself. The shame of maybe you were slut shamed. I was slut shamed in high school. And there were rumors and stories and all kinds of things that I was subject to that really stuck with me and really hurt and caused me to shut down. And realize, oh, I can't be sexual. And if I am, no one can know about it. It has to be behind closed doors. Otherwise, I'll be slut-shamed. I'll lose my friends. I'll be ostracized. I won't be seen as desirable. And if I am seen as desirable, then it's seen in a way that I don't want to be seen. So there's just so much wrapped up in our sexuality and how we relate to it that gets released and unhinged during the twerking portion. And in breath twerk, I'm not really teaching you how to twerk, but I'm inviting you into certain movements of the body that allow you to start to open up that way. So it's not necessarily a twerk shop where I'm saying, okay, step one, do this, step two, do this. Um, I have been to those and they're very useful, especially if you're really wanting to learn how to twerk and you're wanting to know the mechanics of it. But this practice is more about the energy and the emotions underneath of the practice. And so we do a lot of shaking, stomping, punching the air for anger release. We're stomping our feet to claim our space. We're shaking our asses to just shake out old stories. And by the end of it, you feel so connected to your body and to source. And it's like you just took a bath and you've cleansed away all the old energies and old patterns that other people maybe have placed on you. And you are just fully in your sovereign creatrix power mode.
0: Yes. I, wanted, I want some of this, like, right now. Like, what do you? This is amazing. Um, but one thing, it's funny because you already answered a question I was going to ask you, which is, has anybody, like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever experience somebody or yourself do during a twerking or breath twerk session, but maybe it's crying because that's the last thing I thought somebody would do.
1: Yeah. I mean, twerk, the crying is a part of it. Crying is a part of breath work and breath twerk. When we cry, our body releases chemicals that bring more healing and love and softness and calmness and peace even So when we allow ourselves to cry, it's a physical release of whatever it is that we're healing and letting go of. So when we cry, that is healing in and of itself. Um, And so that wouldn't even be the weirdest thing because it's so normal. Like most people who come to to my classes cry and I think it's beautiful and it's a part of it. And even I'll cry too. I'll cry with them because I'm so touched and I'm so moved by what's happening in our space together. And I'm trying to think of what what would be a weird thing that's happened. Um, I mean, some people will shake pretty, um, either intentionally or sometimes unintentionally. When the kundalini awakens, it can cause the body to just start shaking. Just as a, a gazelle that's just been attacked it, by a lion. And the gazelle is, shaking off that experience, shaking off the trauma. It's a natural part of our human experience because we're also animals, right? Humans are animals. We're just highly, highly intelligent animals. And one of the ways that we can somatically release trauma is through shaking, just as the gazelle would shake it off, let it go, allow the tissues to release and the cellular memory to be erased and rewritten so that the memory that lives within our cells, just as water holds memory, just as our our bodies hold memory, like a giant library of everything we've ever experienced, we can rewrite those memories and we can neutralize them. So that's how we heal trauma, trauma from a somatic level is by neutralizing the traumatic experience and the traumatic memory and then creating a new story on top of that. Mm.
0: So how do you feel this uh, new modality with breath twerk? Why do you think it's uh, especially important at this time on the planet?
1: With movements like the Me Too movement and what we're seeing happening in Iran and all over the world, really, with women awakening to their power and there's still so much suppression of the feminine on this planet where women still in some countries don't have the right to vote or open up a bank account or do so many of the normal privileges that we have in the united states so many women around the world still don't have those privileges and don't even have access to um period materials are still bleeding through their clothes, which no shame on that. That's beautiful. There was a time where there's just women running around rogue in like ancient France or wherever, um, where, you know, the blood would just be coming down their legs and it was totally normal and not a gross thing at all. So this practice of breath twerk, is so integral during this time of global awakening and the feminine uprising, the feminine intelligence that's coming forward where we have an individual and collective responsibility to reclaim our bodies as holy and sacred. That the, that what is holy and sacred is not separate from our sexuality and our bodies. And that when we come home to this vessel, when we come home to this body as our own, as something that's meant to be cherished and celebrated and revered and worshipped, that will heal so much shame and pain that happens. And we start to respect ourselves and each other, less Slut shaming and blaming and shaming each other because this patriarchal world that we live in is starting to crumble. We're seeing things that are becoming dismantled and shutting down, and old systems are not working anymore. And I think it was, I think it was Gandhi, no, the Dalai Lama, I don't know, maybe. Maybe you can cut this part out if I get it wrong. I think it was the Dalai Lama who said that it will be Western, awakened Western women who change the world. And I don't know about the Western part. I think it's going to be all women in the world, all awakened women who awaken to their power and continue down this healing path and this path of spiritual awakening. We are already changing the world and we will continue that because the unique blueprint of feminine intelligence, meaning intuition, deep, unconditional love, connection and collaboration, connection to the earth and to animals and all beings, all of that is what has been missing for thousands of years and we're bringing it back. Mm. hmm So through practices like breath twerk that bring us home to our bodies and our sovereignty and how holy we are, we become reconnected and reunited with that knowing and that truth. We claim our space. We use our voices. And your voice is your choice. And your choice is holy. Your choice is important. And when we use our voice, we use our choice. We use our vote we speak up we speak out we advocate for ourselves and our sisters and brothers on this planet and especially for those who don't have a voice like children and animals and the earth it is our divine responsibility to use our voice on their behalf mm-hmm.
0: i there's so it's so beautiful that you're doing this and that there is an opportunity for women to join this type of uh, energy and, and work through it. I mean, it's, it's actually quite simple, you know, like once you go through this modality, um, I'm sure even one time with you, I'm sure people are able to, you know, replicate that at home or work themselves through it at home. And all of that, you know, energy that, you know, they're releasing and letting go of. And just like you explained is really shifting things in a greater, more global, way than I think that most people who do breath twerk or any of these divine feminine modalities even realize. like They don't even realize how big of an impact this could make on their life just by shifting and alchemizing these lower vibrational energies that could be keeping them from stepping into their divine feminine. Uh, So I wanted to ask you around uh, breath twerk. Have you gotten any backlash for this um, from people? I don't know, wounded masculine, maybe even wounded feminine, religious types?
1: You know, I'm very grateful that I haven't received any backlash yet. I think because it's still growing and not a lot of people know about it, that it's not as publicized. But just like with any person or modality or concept that gets famous and popularized, you can't please everyone. So there's, of course, going to be negative backlash at some point. Um, And I'm grateful that all of the feedback I've received so far has been really positive. And if people do have negative things to say, they've kept it to themselves, which I appreciate. And I think there's also something in my field that is not available for that. So I haven't received that and I'm really grateful. Um, But I will speak to... I will speak to what's been present for me personally in developing this modality where I've met my own edges here. I've had to get honest with parts of myself that have been judgmental of my own practice and my own um, willingness or unwillingness to share this practice with others and to bring this into the world because you better believe i've had to dismantle my own patriarchal programming and beliefs <laughs> around shaking your ass and putting it on instagram for example or inviting other people into a twerking practice where and thank god for for african culture african dance culture that has preserved the the twerk and has allowed this practice to to grow and we look to incredible leaders like lizzo who are so unapologetic about their expression and in their body and allowing their body to be seen and and to twerk and shake their ass so deep bows to african dance culture for um, this ancient modality and so for me with connecting with some of these stories around like The wounded feminine says, if there's a woman over there attracting attention, then you're taking away from me. You're, you're now a threat to me. And so a lot of jealousy and competition, and this is like the sisterhood wound where there's a deep seated belief where if this woman over here is in her power, then she's a threat and I need to either outshine her or shame her or both. But the new paradigm that we're moving into and that I invite women into when they're in my space and in my field is that the abundance mindset is we all shine together and your win is my win. Your success is my success. Because if you're a woman that's in her, in your power and you're shining and glowing and taking up space, you are giving me so much permission to do the same.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that so much. Now, how that you just uh, spoke to the wounded feminine and how that could bring up something with this, with breath twerk and like, because it is more, I I don't like to say it's sexual, but some would say it's like a sexual thing. But like, um, how do you deal with wounded masculine? And I'm just asking this question because I'm trying to get some advice, actually, because I'm just going to tell a quick story here so that that, this question is actually more personal to me. I kind of was curious about what you thought because... I hold Sister Circle here in my hometown, and I live in the Midwest, you know, and, you know, you've talked to me off uh, camera about Maryland and, like, how different that is from San Francisco and, like, how it's uh, just different kind of energy there in terms of spirituality, and I feel that here, you know, being in Wisconsin, it's very conservative, and uh, long story short, at one of the Sister Circles, um, it wasn't intentional at all, but we basically, we always put on music to dance. And I always let people choose like what kind of song they want. And one girl chose a song. And then as we were all dancing, um, she started twerking actually. And so like, I was already, you know, I was videotaping because I was like, Oh, like this is everybody dancing and, you know, everybody's doing their own thing. But, uh, and this girl in particular just started twerking because it made sense for the beat of the song. It was like a Beyonce song or something like that. And, um, so, Long story short, is that the video, even though I posted it in my own private sister circle page, it somebody took it out of that and put it on their thing, probably innocently, right? Like just like, oh, just passing look at what we did at our sister circle. We're dancing our asses off, whatever. I'm sure it was very innocent in nature. So what happened is people apparently started sharing it. And then eventually, this man in the spiritual community, okay, here in Wisconsin, he, he goes to the girl's property that I was on having the sister circle and he confronts her about it. And he basically was telling her like, what you're doing is wrong here. You should not be having women here dancing sexually. You should be like, I don't know the exact words he used, but she, once it got back to me, it it took a while to get back to me that this even happened that like, these weird wounded masculine men here were like talking shit basically about what we were doing saying we shouldn't be twerking and like all it's sacred ceremony. And, and they, it's like, you don't fucking have a clue. Like, that's what I really want to say to them. Like, like you literally don't have a clue. Like, and so it's so hard to even go there with them because it's like, I don't even know what to say. It's so baffling.
1: I'm so glad you brought this up. Cause this is exactly what I was referencing with, you know, why this work is so needed right now because of this programming that it's wrong and it's bad and it, it needs to be shut down. And so one, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened. And any experience that you're having around anger, like feeling angry about this situation is totally valid. And I think we need more (laughs) angry women who are willing to express their anger and allow themselves to be angry about stuff like this that happens because it's so valid. And also it can be really scary to be angry and especially to express or give voice to our anger, especially toward A man or someone who presents as um more powerful than us right and so a lot of this goes back to power dynamics especially if there was abuse in the past or your power was taken away from you at a young age or really at any age if our boundaries were crossed if our power was taken away if at some point we believed that someone else was more powerful than we were or at the time perhaps they were and that is terrifying to our bodies. so our bodies literally say and go into fight or flight and say it's not safe for me to be angry it's not safe for me to speak up it's not safe for me to defend myself and so in those situations first I just want to pray for this man and for all people of the world who still have this wounded masculine programming that seeks to control and suppress the feminine, who judge the feminine expression as bad or wrong or dirty. And may they awaken and open their eyes to seeing things in a new light and a new way to have reverence for their bodies and reverence for women and reverence for their sacred sexuality, it's likely that you know these these patterns of abuse are passed down. And you've probably heard the the phrase hurt people, hurt people. But also healed people, heal people. And when we heal, we we heal ourselves, we heal each other, and we can create a healing vortex so that we can end these cycles of abuse and end these cycles of suppression and control because when there's, when there's a situation where someone else is trying to control another person, such as this, this situation there, there's so many dynamics at play where I can't really speak to like who, who the girl was that posted or, or exactly what happened. I don't have all the details. Um, but I think this man just from his own programming around what he was raised to believe was right and wrong or good and bad and good and evil, right? Like he was acting in a way of probably trying to protect your space or, or to protect this woman or to protect the sister circle in some way that might've been his
0: intention. Yeah. He would have never come and talk to me at all. <laughs> like, let's just say that, like, I already know, like he would have never come and talk to me, but like, it's, and even if he did, I mean, that probably would have been the biggest mistake because like, I, I have no problem. I would have been like, dude, you're insane. like, I just would have, it would have happened. Things would have been said, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like aware that it's, out there like for me honestly Sarah like that was like the biggest awakening of like that that whole situation happening first of all I was pissed that like he had the nerve to go up to my friend's land and stand on her land and tell her how she should let people be here I mean that's wild but that for me it was more about the awareness that there's actually human beings in the world Men in the spiritual community who stand as spiritual leaders who will condemn the divine feminine energy and the sacred ways that we've always used our bodies and always exercised our divine feminine energy. So for me, it was that it was like, I was like, oh, that's real. I mean, it wasn't like it was some pastor from the church down the street that saw the video and decided he was going to come and put his stake in the ground and say, listen, little young woman, what you're doing is wrong. It, It was a man in the spiritual community. And so to me, that was like, whoa, like there's so much within this wounded masculine energy that needs to have you you have this pose on your, we're about to get into it, um, with her breath twerk offering that's coming up, I believe on November 5th. So I want everybody really on that, but, um what she has this pose when you click the link in the show notes, you'll see, and it, you look like Kali, first of all, like you have your, like your legs are spread like out, but you're like, you have your tongue out and you just have this like leopard, like animal for a print. I don't know what it is, like something going on. And you just look like so like in your wild feminine. And I just am like summoning that energy to these old ley lines here in this land of, where I live to just destruct that and allow these men who are spiritual to allow these women to shine in their divine feminine energy.
1: Here's the thing, like, patriarchy is in everything. You can't escape it just because you're spiritual. You can't escape it just because you've meditated for the past 20 years. And now you're in a conscious community. You can't, it's it's everywhere. It's in everything. It's like racism. Racism is everywhere. We were indoctrinated into it. Anyone who says I am not racist has not looked at their own racism. It's it's something that we're all like indoctrinated into. It's a system. It's a program. It's in all the movies. It's in all the books. And so until like, we're, we're in a slow ship, right? Like let's, Think about if you tried to turn around a huge cruise ship and you want to do a U-turn, it's going to take a bit. It's a slow, slow process. And we're in that now. And so we can see and, and envision a world where this, these isms don't exist, but we're still very much in them now. And so absolutely, I am not surprised that you ran into this. I've run into this as well in in certain ways, in subtle ways in spiritual communities. And, you know, just because we have like beautiful sacred practices and we can respect each other and talk consciously and say all the right things and call each other brother and sister doesn't mean that we are immune and healed to systems of oppression, patriarchy and sexism and racism and a lot of these, um, yeah, just these prejudices and and ways of abusing power and control. Ooh, that we could do a whole nother podcast episode on just because we've we've witnessed it firsthand with with um, leaders who are out of integrity and leaders who abuse their power and therefore abuse um, their constituents and communities. So that's very relevant and, and prevalent as well in a lot of spiritual communities. So I think um, the world the word spiritual is also, you know, everyone defines spirituality differently, but there's a lot of ways to um, dismantle that and look at kind of like look under the rug, Pull under the rug and see all the gross stuff that's like the dust and the dead spiders and all the stuff you don't want to look at under the rug is a part of what we can do in breathwork and breath work. And these practices that go in deeper and darker and say, hey, I don't want to look at this, but I need to because this is a part of my healing and the healing of our global family.
0: Mm. There are, from what I gathered from all of what you're saying here, is there are many ways, of course, to transmute and alchemize these challenging emotions, right? These things that are stuck, they're the icky things under the carpet, like you uh, referenced. And they're they're the things that actually are holding us back in our life to fully stepping into our purpose work, our soul work, or whatever it is that we're here to do and be in this lifetime. And breath twerk is another part, another thing, another modality, another system that one could put their energy into, see how it feels, see what moves within them. And before I forget, let me just ask you this really quick. Do you have like any advice for people who feel like they can't dance or like they can't twerk? And is that something that people should be concerned about?
1: (laughs) Dancing is like breathing. Dancing is like eating. Dancing is like, like if you have a body, you can dance. It was ingrained in our cells from before we were born. All of us can dance. All of us can sing. All of us can eat. All of us can breathe. So even if it's just literally moving your finger from side to side, (laughs) that's dancing moving with music, moving without music, moving with breath. So anyone can dance. Um, I don't think any prior necessary pri- prior experience is necessary. You don't need to know how to twerk. You don't need to know how to do a dance move. Prior yoga experience might be a great um, stepping stone to breath twerk because we do a little bit of yoga-inspired movement, like a downward dog. We do a child's pose. So that is great to have, but again, not necessary. Um, yeah, and I think anyone can dance. And as long as you're with your breath and the music and I'm cueing you and inviting you to do things, but you can try things on and say, actually, that doesn't feel good in my body. Everything is invitational the way that I facilitate is um, is trauma-informed and also just very uh, invitational. So if something doesn't feel good for you, you know your body better than I do. I respect your sovereignty and your boundaries, so you can always opt out to do anything.
0: And you did mention a 10-minute um, a breath twerk offering type of... Can you tell me about that? I wasn't sure if that was something that was like a link to something or an offering here or?
1: Oh, um, so if, if we had time and space for it, I'm happy to share like a five to 10 minute breath work practice where listeners can actually participate in the breath work um, right now, or they can download my free and, or they can download my free breath work audio, which is a 45 minute recording and that takes them on a, a breath work journey without movement. So that's just laying on your back. If you're new to breath work, it's a great way to get started with breath work and a great pre- prerequisite for breath twerk, but not necessary for the breath twerk practice.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. We can end this episode with this five-minute um offering this breath. Okay.
1: So we'll just do a five minute breathing practice. So wherever you are, as long as you're not driving, place your feet on the ground, close down your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. We'll practice the three part breath and the breath is a simple, conscious, connected breathing pattern in and out through your mouth. The first breath is into your belly as if you could blow up your belly like a balloon. And then the second breath is into your chest. And then you exhale and sigh it out. Nice and slow and deep. Deep breath into the belly, blow up your belly like a balloon in through your mouth and then breathe into your chest. And open mouth, exhale, release. Deep breath into your belly, into your chest. Exhale, let it go. Deep breath into your belly, into the chest. Exhale, release. Feel your feet connected to the ground as you breathe into your belly, blowing up your belly like a balloon. And then breathe into your heart, your chest, your clavicles. And exhale, let it go. Letting out a sigh. Deep breath into your belly, into your chest. Exhale, release few more rounds keep breathing you might be feeling some tingling sensations or even some lightheadedness keep breathing beautiful and imagine you could breathe into your back as well so we are 360 degrees we are whole beings so breathe into the back of your belly and to your heart space in the back of your heart And on the count of three, we're going to just let out a sound. It could be any sound. On your next exhale, one, two, three. And we'll do a few more rounds of that breath together into the belly, into the chest. And
0: exhale.
1: And just notice the spaciousness that you're creating with your breath as you breathe deeply into your belly, deeply into the chest. And then exhale, sighing it all out through your mouth. Perhaps this is the deepest breath that you've taken all day or all year or in your entire life. Just keep breathing. You can shake. You can tap your arms if you need to. (sighs) Letting out sighs and sounds. And then let go of that breath and just pause for a moment, breathing in and out through your nose. And for this last minute here, we'll just breathe normally, breathe softly, feeling the space you've created. Bring your hands down to your womb space. Connect your thumb and index finger, creating a downward triangle. Breathing into your yoni, this sacred portal of light, of healing, of creativity, of pleasure and just listen to her. And take one more deep breath in. Open mouth, exhale, release. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Come back to the space.
0: That was amazing. I feel so relaxed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And that was only five minutes. Imagine what doing that for an hour can do to your mind and your body and your spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel so, 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 so relaxed now. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much. You are so talented. You're beautiful. You have all of this beautiful divine feminine wisdom that you are sharing around the world. And I'm just so grateful to have you here and to just be able to connect and and talk about these topics is it's so special
1: mm, my pleasure Jen thank you so much for having me and thank you for creating this platform to share these insights and this wisdom and yeah I just really appreciate you and all that you're doing in the world
0: and as I mentioned uh, before, thank you so much, if, about, I didn't want to forget, um, there is an, a virtual event coming up if you want to just share what you have coming up and also how people can work with you. And then I just want to right away encourage people to check the show notes of the podcast and click those links in order to find what, what um, Sarah has offered.
1: Yeah, come twerk with me. I'm hosting a virtual breath twerk experience. On Sunday, November fifth, twenty twenty-three, four PM to five thirty PM Pacific time. So not sure what that would be in your unique time zone, but four PM Pacific. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm, 2.30 for us in central time. So we're, you guys are, oh no, you guys are two hours behind us. So uh, I'm sorry, that would be 6.30. That'd be like six, I believe 6.30 for us. If it's two, wait, is it 2.30 for you? Or what did you say, 4.30? Oh, okay, so 6 p.m. central time and 7 p.m. eastern time um, for people uh, to go ahead and sign up for that. Or... No, it's not...
1: It's at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Awesome. Yeah, and for all of the listeners here, I wanted to gift you all 30% off when you use the discount code, she's a god in all caps.
0: Thank you so much for that. And everybody take advantage of this discount code. Get to twerking, moving your divine feminine energy, breaking down these barriers and these walls and this indoctrination that some of us have experienced from the time we were children. So it is time. The time is now. And we are moving onwards and upwards um, away from this lower vibrational feminine energy and lower vibrational masculine energy that, um, we have been many, a lot of us consume with for some time. So again, Sarah, thank you so much for your knowledge and your wisdom and all that you bring. Uh, we so value. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the she's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at this is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a god and so are you.